you have to compare at your worst and how your progress are doing. You have to set your mindset to that. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Thanks for joining me. I've got a guest today who has ankylosing spondylitis. And like so many others who've had AS and who have appeared on our podcast in the past, she has a wonderful success story to share with us. She was really bad with ankylosing spondylitis and was facing the typical traditional path of strong medications with her rheumatologist. However, by finding the Patterson program and with strong encouragement from her physiotherapist who said, we can do this following this program and and physical therapy guidelines, uh, we might be able to get some great results. Well, great results she certainly has achieved, and we're going to hear all about it today. So Marina, thanks for joining us all the way from Sweden. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's do a quick before and after situation. Uh, Tell us at the worst, what was life like real quick? And then how are you now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, When I was at my worst, uh, I couldn't uh, couldn't move. When I got my first really big flare, it was uh, mostly in my hip joints. Uh, I remember my husband came out and met me with my car. And I really had trouble walking in the house. Uh, and at night, I, I couldn't move from side to side in the bed. I had trouble to walk uh, to the bathroom. And that was kind of like my lowest point. And it, the pain was in my whole body. It was it was awful, really. Mm. How are you today? Uh, I'm feeling great. <laughs> I have been on the program for a long time. Uh, in the beginning, it was on and off. I didn't realize... Uh, I haven't got my diagnosis AS uh, in the beginning. So I just uh, experimenting with a diet and I got great results. But my real motivation was really when I really got my diagnosis sitting in front of the doctor. And I really was committed to the program. And uh, I got really, really big, great results that really have changed my life. And I got my active life back and it affects my family because I don't have to tell my son anymore that mommy has to rest. Uh, yeah, I feel uh, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to hear all of the details. Let's start with ankylosing spondylitis, first of all. Uh, for the majority of our audience who have rheumatoid, uh, just briefly describe the symptoms where it typically affects you know, or has affected you. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, where where the biggest struggle was in your body with this condition? Yeah, uh, it all started out uh, in my lower back uh, and my pelvis area. Uh, I had a lot of uh, pain. It really started in my 20s. The muscle inflammation started, and it was accelerating over the years. And when I got my diagnosis, I got this. 
eye inflammation that is typical for AS. So it was really bad. And when I got my diagnosis it was in 2021, my doctor told me that um, I'm quite sure that you have AS and have it for a long time. And she took the blood test that confirmed it. So that's pretty much it. And also have a lot of inflammation that are shifting from uh, different parts of the body in the muscles and the joints. So I, I had uh, really big problems. Um, what was really accelerating for me, it was I had a teeth down a root canal that got inflammated. Uh, and after that, I got a really big flare. And I also after a COVID vaccine. Shot. Uh, and I, um, my experience is that disease is getting worse after that. Uh, and I started to look on the internet when I was really in a bad state. And uh, I found some information between uh, root canals and uh, autoimmune disease. And I searched a, uh, a little bit more and I found the Patterson program. I tried it out. And I immediately, immediately after the juicing days, I uh, got the reduce of the pain. And I was thinking, I, I am on the right path here. But I didn't want to realize that I really got the immune disease because I haven't got the diagnosis from the doctor yet. But when I got the diagnosis from the doctor, I went fully committed to the program and the big results were coming. So here I am and uh, I'm active again. And uh, I have just started out uh, working again as a medical massage therapist. And I never in a million years <laughs> would believe that I would do that again. And I go to the gym and I, I am really active. So this is so, so great for me and my family. <laughs> Congratulations. It's so nice to hear this. I, I have a lot, of, a lot of, first of all, some comments for people who are nodding along who maybe have this condition or, or, or similar. So we published a scientific study myself and a medical researcher called Dr. Rachel Bailey about the associations of the COVID vaccine and inflammatory arthritis, which included ankylosing spondylitis in the catchment of, the, of, our, of our research. And we have therefore, myself and Dr. Bailey, paid attention to this particular area because my father uh, falls under that association umbrella himself. And we're looking at the studies and there does appear in the published literature to be a growing body of evidence to say that it can in some people appear to be associated with the onset or the exacerbation of inflammatory arthritic symptoms. So there's that. So you're not alone in that. And then the other thing is regarding having a root canal. So often we hear of dental interventions that are quite significant, like root canal, and a significant increase in inflammatory arthritis symptoms. And this may be due to the influx into the blood of the bacteria called P. gingivalis, which lives in our mouth. And it is a particularly stimulating bacteria to our immune system and is seen as a strong pathogenic bacteria once it enters the bloodstream. And Dr. Bailey actually did a video about this on our YouTube channel, Rheumatoid Solutions YouTube channel, 
just recently. So this is going to be, you know, June, July, August period uh, 2023, if you're listening to this in the future. And go and check that out. And I'll put the link here for us now in this interview right now on the screen, the black link if you're watching. So you can go and learn all about P. gingivalis and its impact on autoimmunity. So the takeaways here are that it's becoming more and more well-known about the COVID vaccine and the inflammation. And there's so, so, such a strong connection between oral bacteria getting into the blood and creating autoimmune symptoms that you've taken both those hits at the same time and it's really stirred you up again. So I think it's just worthwhile us just pondering that, you know, this, this is real. That's what's going on here. And you've been suffering as a result of that. So thank you for sharing. Let's now talk about everything that has worked for you. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, I want to get into a lot of specifics around the exercise. And I want you to tell us all your favorite aspects of your new dietary approach so that we get the best of both worlds from you and learn as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start with the diet. Talk about what you eat now, how you got there, things that you can't eat because of food sensitivities, your favorite foods, most anti-inflammatory foods, everything like that, please. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I have to work, look in my uh, papers here. Yeah. Um, I've done a re- really good progress, uh, and I'm starting every day to uh, tolerate more and more foods. Uh, now I can eat a lot of stuff that I couldn't eat in the beginning, like lentils and beans and uh, orange juice. I'm still uh, working on some uh, foods like olives and uh, dried nuts, uh, but I'm confident that I, I will get there. So I have uh, um, put in more and more food like this program that I follow, and sometimes I have to to back it off a bit, uh, take it more calm, and then I try again uh, in small amounts. And I see the progress in my body the whole time. Uh, I eat a lot of greens. A very, I, we grow our own greens. We live uh, outside the country. Uh, so I eat like zucchinis and greens and uh, some soaked, soaked uh, nuts I can tolerate if I soak them overnight and get the enzymes working. I do my own almond milk. Um, and I eat a lot of uh, like uh, nori al- algae, yeah, and sweet potatoes, quinoa a lot. Um, let's see, back back wheat. Um, yes. What about rice? Of, yeah, rice. Yes, uh, I I blend the rice with uh, a bit of quinoa. I think it's, it's more uh, gentle for my uh, mm. for my gut. So I blend it uh, with wedges and stuff like that. Uh, and I make wedges in the oven, uh, not the fat, but uh, salt and uh, in the oven to dry. I think uh, I had my mother over for a week and she <laughs> she had uh, my diet and she said, uh, oh, I didn't know that you 
it's so tasty food. She she really loved it. So she eats uh, a lot of these dishes herself now. <laughs> so I don't I don't miss on so so many things. Maybe the glass of wine sometimes, but it's not worth the pain. Uh, so sometimes I have a cup of coffee. I know it's not good for my uh, gut, and I have to work to let it go. But that's the only thing left, and then I. Um, I follow the program really. I, I really do because I get so motivated because it's so f- great to, to feel so good and have the energy and not to be tired and have, have all the inflammation. Uh, so it, it's uh, getting more easy to follow the program as the days go by. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> what we find consistently, and some of these themes I've mentioned with interviews with other guests, but consistently what we see is the fitter you become, the mm-hmm. easier it is to introduce more foods, different foods. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a second because the the pipeline to be able to eat more you know, things like dry roasted nuts and to be able to tolerate some olives with your meal, if you want to cut up a, a couple of olives and sprinkle them on your meal for flavor, the pipeline to that is is becoming physically fit. It's becoming fitter at the gym or fitter on your treadmill at home or whatever you use. We're not going to get there if we're just walking. We need to really build up our cardiovascular fitness. And a, an interesting note is that if we work out using resistance training at a high enough level, mm-hmm. that's also enough stimulatory cardiovascular fitness. We don't then need to go and go on the treadmill for another 30 minutes if we've done a good solid 35-minute workout at the gym. That's what I've found myself. Um, So that's encouraging to people too. We don't need to spend our life at the gym, our life exercising. Go and work out for 30, 35 minutes, quite hard with just a minute or two between your exercises. Push yourself and you're done for the day. Right. So before we get into the exercise side of things, which is crucial when you've got ankylosing spondylitis, uh, can you tell us um, how are you waking up in the morning now? Um, mm-hmm. Does your rheumatologist want you to go on biologic drugs still? You know, what's the what's the state of disease activity? Do you have any blood markers? Anything like that for people with your condition who are wanting to hear just such good results? Yeah, the last time uh, I went to uh, the doctor, she said that I have very, very low uh, amount of inflammation in my body. Um, I don't have the numbers, but she she showed me my first visit and uh, my last. And uh, I do a lot of exercise. Uh, I can't run yet because of my knee joints, uh, but I do spinning and I work with resistance at gym. Uh, and I really get progress every week. Uh, I exercise maybe four, five times a week. Uh, and uh, between that, I'm very active. Uh, I have a dog. We are walking out in the nature. And yeah, every day I, I really move my body because I, I can feel the results. And I am enjoying uh, moving my body because I can do it without the pain. So it's a good, uh, how do you say, movement in the direction that yeah. the movements, I, I want to move more because I really feel how good it is. As you say, for my gut also, yeah. I feel I get 
less sensitive when I can manage to hold my exercise. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I've got lots of questions about the exercise in just a minute. Um, and so what would your pain levels be, say, out of 10, like a 5 out of 10 or whatever in the past compared to how you are when you wake up in the morning now? Oh, oh my God. Uh, it was 10 <laughs> over 10. Uh, I couldn't, like, move my fingers. I had every joint, my uh, joint in my toes. It was everywhere. And I, w- I remember went to the gym at the first time. I went to see the personal trainer at the gym, and she was really understanding, and she was trying to get uh, the program for me. But we have to lower the expectation all the time, all the time, all the time. So it was just no weight at all in the beginning. I just started to get some movements without uh, the rubber band. And then, then we got to the rubber band, and then we got to the weights. And now <laughs> I'm really proud to say I can do a pull-up at the gym. So that's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's been a long struggle. And, and I really took these little, little, little steps at the time. And I, in the beginning, I was like crying at the gym. I felt terrible. I, I saw these old people. They were like, I, I, how, can I, how can they be so strong? <laughs> I, I couldn't move my body. It was terrible, really. So. It's been a long struggle, and I, I I try to remember it and be grateful every day to how I was and how I am today. And I have to remember that to get motivated and not uh, fall into old patterns uh, because it's I I never want to be at that place again, ever ever. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's just great. Mm. Pull up at the gym—that's fantastic. You know, yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> That's sort of the our community's kind of uh, milestone for knowing that you've made it at the gym. If you can do a pull-up, you're going yeah. great. I don't know what the statistics are for those in the male community and also in the females who can do a pull-up, I, but I can tell you that I used to go to the gym before rheumatoid arthritis and I could not do a pull-up at the gym before rheumatoid arthritis when I was going frequently and trying to exercise for vanity reasons trying to become a bigger chest you know and I, and I could not and it was only because I used to get so much pain with my rheumatoid that I constantly was exploring ways to alleviate pain especially in the scapula in my back on the left side shoulders and things and um I've I've told this enough on other episodes but eventually went down the path of hanging from a bar because of the work of uh, uh, one of the uh, orthopedic surgeons uh, who wrote a book called The Shoulder Solution. And then I was hanging and I thought, wouldn't it be great to be able to do something physically that I was never able to do before rheumatoid that I could do after? And so I started to try and pull myself up. And uh, once I got there, the elation of doing it is uh, is quite significant. And then it's became it's become sort of my staple gym exercise ever since. I wouldn't have gone more than four days without doing a pull-up in the last three and a half, four years. So yeah. And some, you know, every time I go to the gym, I I do that. It, so, you know, it's I'm really, 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 really happy to hear that that you've been able to do that, given all that you've been through. I mean, what a turnaround. 
And I also had a close uh, work with my physiotherapist, I have to say. Uh, and uh, we had a lot of meetings and we had like Zoom meetings. And I have told her all the time, no, I've been to the gym, but I got pain here and there. And she have corrected my program all the time. So I've done it in, uh, uh, how do you say, I have worked with my physiotherapist. And I've done it myself at the gym, but I also got checked with my physiotherapist all the time. And that's really the key to how I've got my great results and the diet, I think. Now, your physical therapist, she sounds like a winner. Yeah, um, she's, she's great. <laughs> she does is. she do consultations outside of her, you know, outside of Sweden? Do you know? No, I don't think so. But yeah. uh, have I uh, experienced her? Like she's right, uh, really open minded to. Yeah. Uh, is um, what the program I died uh, if I had to compare with my doctor that was the opposite. So I was yes. really lucky to to meet her. She has um, become a very important person to me. Right. Okay. Well, maybe after this podcast, uh, it's next time you speak with her, ask her if we can mm-hmm. share her details on the show notes because um, if you find that out later, we can add that at a later time. And for people that want to check, uh, head over to rheumatoidsolutions.com forward slash blog and then there you can search for marina m-a-r-i-n-a and if we're able to she might um you know be happy to do some zoom consultations with our community because we we, you know it's hard to find physical therapists who get inflammatory arthritis many of them come out of their training they get into practice and then when they're in clinic and they're meeting with people most people have osteoarthritis or back pain or just weakness trying to lose weight. And it's only a small percentage who have inflammatory arthritis. And so they don't have as much ex- exposure to those people. And those people are by far the most difficult because there's so many nuances. It's so challenging with, as you said, when you started out, you couldn't even use resistance bands. You were doing just movement of your arms. So you know, when there's a good one, I like to grab hold of them. Uh, inside our support forum, we use Carl Reeder from South Africa, and he's excellent, particularly with the knees in restoring knees. And so anyone who is part of our support group can work with Carl as part of membership, and he's very helpful in doing that. However, I've always got my ear to the ground to strengthen our our services and work with more people in this area. So um, can you tell us now, uh, back to you, can you tell us what were the exercises that you did? Did you use the upper body and lower body workouts in our materials, in our program, or did you just say, please help me to your physical therapist and have her guide you? Yeah, uh, it was uh, the last thing you told me. Yeah. If you get pain so <laughs> for such a long time, it's so nice, and you meet someone that you can feel will help you, it was it's what, such a relief to... Yes. Uh, have her by my side and support me uh, so yeah i, I uh, talked to him like once a week uh, in the yes. beginning uh, so yeah i, I really followed uh, her program yeah now, and her did, you, did you go and see her ever or did she just guide you always over zoom no i saw her uh but in between we did zoom meetings okay good yeah can you can you imagine someone's listening or watching and they've got this condition they're really hurting 
they've got the hand pains, they've got the knee pains, their feet hurt, their lower back, SI joints, everything hurts. Can you guide us as with as much detail as possible with your workouts in those early stages when you're in a lot of pain, the sort of things that you did yeah. in this, it, the, the most you can remember? Yeah. The first times uh, when I really was, you know, starting to get my body like uh, in movement, I went to this uh, hot yoga, Bikram, Bikram yoga. Oh, high five over yeah. the internet. <laughs> high five. Yeah. And it was so great. And I also went on sauna a lot. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, and just the, uh, how do you say, slow, slow movements with no uh, weights and no rubber band, just the slow movements that uh, I get from my PT at the gym. Yeah, really, really slow. Um, I went to the gym and I, and I was there for like two hours <laughs> and I was just sitting and drinking a cup of hot uh, tea, I remember, and I went to do all these slow motions and the Bikram yoga. And, I slowly, slowly was getting results. And we went off to the rubber bands. Uh, and I also did the exercise at home. I had rubber bands at home. Uh, and we were starting to add the weights at the gym, very, very small. Uh, and I really progressed very, very slow. And I went, uh, if something worked, we, we just st uh, started to do that for a time. And we slowly, slowly progressed. So, and if I get any pain, I, I just act in the program. Uh, and we we did it on my body's own, uh, how do you say? I listen to my body, really. I learned to listen to my body in mm. this period. Mm. Uh, well, on, could you please pass on my thank you to your physical therapist? She sounds amazing because... It takes a lot of patience to work with someone with inflammatory arthritis. You know, when we're at our worst with this condition, you know, you could you could say there's like a degree of cripple going on, right? I can certainly say that I fell into that category most definitely, right? And you, you feel like everything can break. Every time you make a movement in this direction, that does it's like you can't do things. I couldn't put a I couldn't pull a hat off my head because of my elbow. I couldn't pull earplugs out of my ears. You know, it, these sort of things are just very, very uncommon to your average physical therapist. And so, for her to work with you patiently week after week after week, and to go through the uh, the quite like unrewarding process of seeing such slow results, she's a wonderful woman. She really is. I got the front mm. shoulder and I, you know, what you saying? I couldn't like put a sweater on, couldn't make a ponytail, nothing. Mm. Uh, she, with her help, I have no uh, symptoms left. A little, little small. Uh, I have bigger range in this shoulder, but it's so, such a small difference. Mm. Uh, so she really helped me with that too. So, yeah, I got... Uh, Really big results with her help because, as you say, uh, when you're at the lowest point, I just felt like I was broken and my body would. How how can I ever come out of this place <laughs> again? Uh, she really helped me not with the physical only, but 
she really was encouraging. You're not broken, and we can do a lot of progress here. If you if you have to look back to see the progress, because it's easy to get stuck to compare of how your life was before the pain started. But she said you have to compare at your worst and how your progress are doing. You have to set your mindset to that. Uh, she really helped me with that. And I wrote a diary every day to remind myself that I was doing progress and I was frustrated because I wanted to go faster. And I really tried to be thankful and grateful for my progress. And it really helped me to move uh, forward. Yeah, that's great. One thing that I've noticed with my own body is that for maybe a few years at a time, I would be trying to increase range of motion in a particular joint through stretching including Bikram yoga, for example. And I would do this, I would do this, and I would see very slow results. However, my range of motion would significantly improve when I built strength in the surrounding muscle tissue around the inflamed joint. And I think this is a really important insight that I want others to know and perhaps to try this themselves. If a joint's range of motion is not increasing, rather than try and stretch it constantly, aim for building strength in the surrounding muscle tissue. Because what I have interpreted as the reason for this is that the joints seem to withhold some of the ability of their range because of almost like an inbuilt fear of going there because there's not enough support through the range. But when we add more strength around that joint, it opens up and it opens up in the flexion, meaning that it can sort of compress more and it opens up in the extension, meaning that it can, the range opens uh, uh, further. And this was a huge aha moment for me. Instead of always, I'm always trying to, I was, all, I was always trying to stretch, 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 come on, stretch, stretch. And it wasn't till I, till I went and switched it to strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Then boom, the range of motion opened up for all of the joints, including the small ones like my fingers. Yeah. So can you tell me, uh, was there anything specific that you did for your hands or did they just tend to improve as you got better overall? Yeah, uh, I believe that they are. They were getting better overall. Uh, I remember at the gym when I was working out, I couldn't uh, grasp uh, the handles correctly, and I had to use my palms to uh, pull. pull. Uh, I, so th- this was harder for me this way. Yes, but they are slowly were getting better. And the joint that was most inflammated uh, and my elbow, these two points, they took the longest time to get rid of the pain. But they were also my worst points of pain. But now I, I don't feel anything. In it. There is a, some, um, I, I can't do the kettlebell swing yet because I get in the elbow. But, um, I'm working on the progress, so I'm getting stronger every day. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. 
there might be five exercises for every one that you can do that you can't do. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so just to be clear on that, what I mean is Mm -hmm. you might be able to do, uh, say, one-arm cable punches, right, where you're holding a cable and you push out against you. But then you go to do a bench press and you go to do a chest fly, you go to do incline bench, you go to do a push-up, and you go to do maybe uh, another chest exercise, and you can't do any of them. But you keep coming back to that one cable punch because it's a chest exercise and a shoulder exercise, and it doesn't hurt you. And so you never do the other five. You just do the one that you can do. And you say, I'm grateful and I don't care because this isn't about showing off or having variety. It's just about getting the the movement and the strength. And we can tick the box. We don't need to use all those other ones. So if you can never do the kettlebell, who cares, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. So I've come, I've definitely come at, at peace with the the fewer exercises that I can do. Just do them really well and get really strong at them. And the muscles respond. And, and uh, the results that I have in my everyday life, it's uh, it's a good receive of that what I'm doing is working. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about your knees? Uh, yeah. how what what sort of exercises did your physical therapist give you for your knees can you describe them uh, yeah it's I, I mostly do without uh, just with my body weight and a small um, weight handle weights uh, I do um, lunges yeah, I think it's called like that i can't I can't sit in a in a, this machine that you pull your legs. Mm. We don't be doing that. So there are a lot of exercise I I can't do, but I I train mostly my legs with like spinning, spinning the bike. Fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. Enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll do the bike, but you have have incorporated or used some lunges. The lunges is where it's one leg forward, then go down a bit, then come back up. Mm Mm-hmm. I have still a little trouble to do that. I I, um, I, I sometimes get the pain uh, back in my knees. I, I really, I'm really still really uh, careful. So mm-hmm. I have to say the spinning bike and uh, like no weight, or, or or if I bend both my legs, it's easier for my knees. One knee at a time, like one leg uh, forward and back. I really, really can't do that yet because I get the pain back in my in my knee joints. Um, but still, I'm I'm making the progress, so maybe I get more muscle tissues around the joint as time goes by. Yeah, yeah I do a lot of work. I'm walking outside in the nature a lot too, in hills. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the bike's brilliant, so there's no need to explore much further than the bike if it's working. Just like we're talking about, you know, if you've got something that works, just go for it over and over and over again. You've got repetitions, lots of repetitions, which each repetition offers a tiny amount of relief because of the synovial fluid release. And synovial fluid has a very, very, very small anti-inflammatory component. 
So if we're doing high reps, that's anti-inflammatory. And you will build muscle, even if it's low resistance on the bike, just by putting putting in the time on the on the bike. So that's mm. awesome. So you've got your diet dialed in. You've got your exercise. You never went on the medications, did you? You're not taking anything. Just uh, painkillers. I had a lot, but not uh, the typical uh, medicines for my condition. No, I haven't. No. Nothing. Do you still take the painkillers? No, just from time to time, uh, but it's it's not so often. Um, I, I cook for my son, and sometimes um, I taste the food if I do new some new dish or something, and he has the fats, and then I get a little in my joints. But I'm starting to learn to be very careful all the time. It, um, and if I get a period of a lot of stress, I can feel in my joints too. Uh, it affects my guts, uh, but uh, I rarely take painkillers for my joints. It's not even what, like once a month now. Wow! So, yeah. Wow. Okay, so you could say like probably less painkillers than the average person on the street, right? Yeah, for my joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're taking less painkillers than what someone has who, you know, I I think you know these. These non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, they are extraordinarily common, right? Mm. So if if you're taking once uh, like a couple of months or something, then you're below average even for the average adult. And then you're not on any of the biologics or disease-modifying drugs, and you've got your diet dialed in, you've got your physical therapist and your workouts dialed in. Um, The email that you wrote me, it was just you were just so sort of full of energy with like 10 exclamation marks with joy and <laughs> happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel like really. <laughs> you are. You're winning. That's right. You're a winner. Yeah. Uh, so it's awesome. So if there's other people with inflammatory arthritis watching, what would you, what else do you think we need to share with them? What's Marina's message and, and what would you like to say? Uh, I would like to say that you should not underestimate your, if I have the right word, your your body's healing ability because uh, you can do so much with your body, even if you are at the lowest point and you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm broken, you can get such big results. Uh, I, I was really at a bad place a couple of years ago and now I'm a re- in a really good place. It took a lot of work. It really did, but it was so worth it. And, and I really, really precious for everything in my life. Uh, and I appreciate my body so much every day. And things that I took for granted, I don't do it anymore. I can go to a cinema, I can watch a whole movie. That was like impossible before. I had to walk out like three or four times in doing the, the movie because my body was starting to hurt. We went on camping with our house uh, car with my family. That was like impossible before. I, I just associated with pain. I couldn't sleep in the house car. <laughs> so I get uh, so much better life quality now. And I, I really enjoy my life now, really. What would you say to someone who says, I don't think I can do it. I'm just in too much pain. And like, how I don't know if I could do this. How would you? How would you respond? Uh, I really struggle with that too because I, 
my experience is that I had a lot of emotion attached to different kinds of food, like a glass of wine. I associate that with like celebration, good times and friends, chocolate with like comfort. <laughs> no, I ha- I associate that with pain. I have um, switched that to other uh, things that makes me feel good. And my motivation come because I got so such a good result with the program and the diet and everything I did. And my uh, when I was feeling bad, I kind of relaxed and I went back to my old pattern. So my key was to break my own old pattern with the diet and the socializing with friends. Uh, every time when I socialize, it's like I always eat or drink something. <laughs> but now uh, my friends are very curious at my food and I always... I have a table with my food and drinks and they really enjoy to share that with me now. So, yeah, the motivation is to, when you get the results and to write down your progress, it was the key for me. Yeah. You mentioned (laughs) earlier in our conversation about how your doctor said your inflammatory markers were really high and now inflammation is really low. What else has your doctor said about these incredible improvements that you've made? Uh, matter of fact, I have I met my doctor for some appointments in the beginning, but uh, for the last time, I only meet my physiotherapist, not my doctor, really. Uh, so we kind of, how do you say? clinched <laughs> I, I really felt that she was not open-minded about this diet um, that I was going to try out and she just she couldn't understand why I wouldn't try out uh, the medicine that she was going to pres- prescribe me so um, for a long time I just spoke to my physiotherapist and not the doctor so that was how it was for me mm. okay yeah you know sometimes we just don't see eye to eye with the with the medical professional and this is normal you know because i went through university with a group of people who were all going to study the same who were all studying the same thing as me so we were going to then leave university and all do the same job or similar job and all of us were so different Every one of our personalities were wildly different. And I can imagine it's exactly the same going through medical school. You've got all the people who are studying the same thing, who are going to go and have the same profession, but some of them you'd be friends with and some of them you wouldn't even want to talk to if they were the last person on earth. And so it makes sense that sometimes you're going to get a medical professional who says my way or the highway. And then you're going to get some, like the rheumatologist that I've had ever since I was diagnosed, who just really enjoys the conversations that can be had and the learnings and lessons that can be had through talking about what's in the medical literature and watching uh, patients improve and learning and never saying that they're the only person who has something to share. So I think... uh, you know, if you ever went to another doctor, you would probably want to choose a different one. And I was, uh, and I think I was all also lucky to find the Patterson program so early in my process because 
it was in the same time that I got my diagnosis. I found the PADS program. So I, I haven't um, been in, in the disease like for so many, many years. Maybe I got like worse damage in my body if, if it had gone some years. But I, I found the Pradesan program like in my first flare. So, and I also got in touch with my physiotherapy. So I got some good help right away. So I think uh, I was real lucky in that too. Yes, uh, I would say that um, that definitely helps. There's no doubt about it. The sooner you get to it, the better. Um, but to give yourself a little more credit, um, a lot of people early in their diagnosis come across our work and what we do and watch 20 or 30 videos like this one and don't start. They think, oh, I'll do something else or I'll try this or I just want to go with something that's a little more popular or easier. And a couple of years go by, they forget about it. They end up maybe starting therapy of different kinds. And then they come back and say, why didn't I do that years ago? So to give yourself credit, you have launched straight in and just gone for it. It's not the easiest path forward, but I do believe that it's the most scientifically sound. And, and I do believe we have more success stories than any other inflammatory arthritis program on earth. So my hat off to you to, uh, to go down this path. And of course, you know, it's not in your first language either. So I guess maybe some of it, some of the wording was a little tricky and your community probably didn't eat this way, your family. So well done. I mean, congratulations. Everything you've shared is really valuable for everyone else. What you've accomplished is is outstanding. And um, yeah, great, great work. I'm, I'm really happy that I found the program. Uh, the this with the fats, I would never have figured it out. I tried like raw foods and stuff like that, but there is a lot of coconut oil and coconut milk and nuts and seeds. Uh, but, and I thought like, so, uh, this is healthy for me, but I, I would never figure out that it was the fats that mm. was, that was damaging my body. I would never think if it wasn't for the program. So that really make the big difference because I had a lot of fats in my diet before most people do and that's yeah. where um it becomes such a uh, a quick win for a lot of people is when you know that fat intake and uh, uh particularly the saturated fat intake comes down um yeah. we're able to benefit from that from so many other reasons for people who are wanting to understand all of the detail around this um i go into all the detail let me now put another Link on the screen if you're on YouTube. Click on the link here if you want to see a 50-minute in-depth presentation around diet and inflammatory arthritis. It's on the screen right now, which will explain all about uh, what we're talking about now, Marina and I, around the fats. So, Marina, is there anything that we haven't covered that you had in your notes and you thought, oh, I wish I'd have said that or um, that, you, that you've thought of that you want to cover before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. I think we have uh, gone through the things that I was uh, have done my notes here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to say thank you once again. I really value this conversation. You know, these podcast episodes for me are the most useful, I think, for our community because we learn every time. Yeah. 
Everyone has a different story to share, a different experience. And and that always little nuggets come out, little things get spoken about that can provide really life-changing information for people who are in a lot of pain. So thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.